and I'm going to call that Spring. Welcome to episode 62 of RSVP, a podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host today is Dr. Johnny Gamber of the blog Pencil Revolution and the podcast Erasable. Tonight, we're a couple of pencil fans talking about pens. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Johnny, what are you consuming these days? So it's Friday night, and I'm being hardcore enough to have a nice bottle of cold Topo Chico here, (laughs) which for non-hipsters is bubbly water from Mexico. But it's very good. How about you? I am. I just finished my second cup of evening coffee, which means I'm (sighs) very, very late. Um, (laughs) But we had some uh, Chris made coffee late later in the day, so when I came home from work, it was still slightly warm. So I did I did nuke it, which I know is a no no. Um, But we just got a new trade order, and it is delicious. And after that, I'll be sipping some water. I need some coffee. You reminded me. <laughs> I have been okay. I've All been right, cutting sorry. down on my coffee intake, but every time we get a trade order in, I always like have one cup in the morning, and then I take a little thermos in with me to work. And uh, so I, I've now I'm now increasing my caffeine intake. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine's going down a little bit, but if I miss my after dinner, I wake up with like a horrible headache. Mm. That happened the other night, and it was like midnight. I'm like, I haven't had any coffee since like noon. This is going to suck. It's like if you drank too much, but you didn't even drink. Yay. Getting old sucks. Indeed. Indeed it does. I had a, I had a a thing happened at work where I had to um, physically hold someone upright and nothing makes you feel as old as lifting something heavy (laughs) and or, and or holding it in place for longer than a minute or two. And then uh, there was one point in the day where I was squatting down and holding weight. And I stood up and I was like, oh, my knees. <laughs> my knees hurt. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and then since then, my lower back is hurt. I have pain in my butt cheeks and my knees still hurt. I'm like, what are these muscle things going on? I'm not familiar with this. This is not Okay. <laughs> I feel like after 40s, when you're starting to find muscle groups you didn't know you had. Right. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of different stuff going on in my back. <laughs> yeah, not fun, not fun. Um, so anyway, that was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you consuming these days? So um, I've been reading like way too much lately. I mean, you can read too much if you're forgetting to like vacuum and wash dishes. I think that counts as too much. <laughs> um, but I just finished Underground Railroad, which I think like everybody read except me. Because um, Amazon's coming out with a, what do they call it, a limited series, but otherwise known as a mini series, um, sometime this year, which will be hmm. pretty awesome. And um, I just read The Bell Jar, which I've also never read. Oh, and wow. um, uh, what else did I read recently? I'm drawing a blank. Hmm. And I just started Lincoln and the Bardo today, which is super interesting. And it sounds like a joke if you don't know what the Bardo refers to. And sounds, I, you know, it sounds like a cookout or something. He got drunk at the bar, though. <laughs> but, um, and so we watched Carnival Row on, um, Amazon. Have you seen that yet? With Orlando Bloom. I've so it's, seen the ads. It's, it's weird. It's so weird, but weird in a good way. Hmm. Like, um, I mentioned to a friend of mine, and they're like, what's it about? I'm like, uh, there are fairies in it. And 
dudes with horns and lots of violence and cussing. And like, it's, it's fun. And Orlando Bloom is really good in it. He's aged well. Hmm. He doesn't have that, you know, the unibrow and the the blonde wig anymore. (laughs) So that's cool. But yeah. um, So um, are we also talking about our interesting lists of stuff? Yeah, we can get started on that. So um, you got the same book I I got, which is the, um, the very large size of the clear habit journal from Baron Fig. Yeah. Which is so pretty. Yeah, so did, so pretty. Did you have the um the normal sized one? I did not get the normal sized one because at the time it came out, I was not um, reviewing as much as I'm hoping to get back into right now, so I didn't get it. Yeah, I was wondering if I had the same stuff because I don't have that one either. But the um like the colors of the bookmarks, everything, and it's like you know, Baron Fig does a really good job with color. Yeah, they they always have. Their design is spot on, and. One of the things that really stood out to me that I love about this journal is that the dot grid is pale blue on that cream paper. Yeah. That's and, nice. and then that those, what do they call it? Is the divided dot grid or what are they? They have a special name. Yeah. I don't know. It's sort of like split, like split a weird grid. little hash in it or tick. They call it a split grid. Split grid. Um, that's, that's like a band name. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's got, for people who haven't seen it, in the middle of the play page, it's got a plus at the top and the bottom of the page, and then on either side, and that denotes the middle. And then at the quarter marks, there are hash marks, so that you can um, very quickly find where's the quarter of the page, where's the half, and where's the last uh, three quarters of the page. So you can drop a line down really, really quickly. And I am in love with that, that that split grid. It's just so cool. They should put it in all of their confidants from now on. Yeah, and, even the, the official bullet journal could mm-hmm. use that. Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't have the official bullet journal, but I have a Loish, or I just finished a Loish term not long ago. And I think that would be so useful for any journal. Like, what I've been doing is... um in the back page of the journal, I ca- I count all the dots, <laughs> and then count I count them horizontally, I count them vertically, and then I figure out where's a third of the page, where's a half of the page, where's you know where all of those are, and then I put little marks on that so that I can figure it out relatively quickly without measuring, and I can say okay, I'm just going to count you know twelve dots down, drop a line in, count another twelve lines down, drop a drop a line in. Um, That's a good idea. But it makes it so easy with those little hash marks and the plus signs. It's like perfect. So have have you read um, – there's a book by James Clear about organization, isn't there? Yes, there is. Um, I have not read this book. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and say this as politically kindly as I can. It reads to me like an undergrad thesis. Ooh. Right. So that's not get, a nice way to say that. Well, I know. <laughs> if there is, that's it. <laughs> um, it's the nicest thing that I can say. So it's very self-congratulatory. Um, but also it doesn't go particularly deep on any one of the topics. So, and, and I, I'm going to admit that I DNF'd it. I, I lemmed this book. I did not finish it. Um, because I got, you know, 30% of the way into it and it was all stuff I already knew from other productivity books that I'd read in the past. It's basically, it's a rehashing of getting things done. It's a rehashing of, 
of the bullet journal method. It's like pick a pick a productivity book and it's a rehashing of that. And so like and this is I'm writing about this in my review of it. So I did um, a goals group at the location where I work. And, you know, it's a pretty basic group that I'm running, but I would introduce a variety of different goal setting and motivation and productivity hacks um, or methods to the group once a week. So, and I would distill it down to a one page little handout that we could discuss and then we could use it in our journals. If I had known I could write a book like that, I probably <laughs> should have. Maybe, maybe that's like a thing I should do in my future. Um, but that, that is basically like, it's a very basic kind of productivity manual. Um, and, and, you know, part of it is that it does to me read like an undergrad thesis where, and, and you get this. It's like an undergrad thesis. It's a, it's a fine piece of writing, right? But it also shows where you are in your educational journey in that it's sort of surface level. It doesn't go as in-depth into the topics as a master's thesis or even a PhD thesis would go. And that is where I think the clear journal sits. It's like, I'm going to give you a survey course in all of these productivity methods. So I wouldn't recommend the book, but the journal is lovely. Yeah, I wasn't really clear on... um how this was not just a bullet journal with somebody's name on it until I had it in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like so much of the book is just a dot grid book. I thought the whole thing was going to be, you know, like pre-printed pages, like some of the other books with the elastics. Yeah. So I was happy at how open it is. And like, you know, it's hard to find a dot grid book that's that size with a hardcover and an elastic. So if I ditch it, I can just, you know, use it for, Regular bullet, quote unquote, regular bullet journaling. Right. Well, and I think like the, the, um, clear habit book is really about tracking your habits and then keeping a journal and mind mapping and using a variety of different productivity tools to keep your habits going. That's how uh, I read it. Anyway. See, somebody with OCD has, has no trouble keeping up habits. This is true. <laughs> Breaking them. <laughs> That's the hard part. Very, but, very um, true. Yeah, I mean, like the book itself is so pretty. Like, I I don't know. I guess I never paid attention to it because when I opened it up, I'm like, holy crap, this is so pretty. I don't want to write in it. But, yeah. you know, we don't do that. We write in things. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so I it, to, okay. Well, um, when, I, when I first opened it up, I was like, oh, this feels really special, which yeah. is like a killer for me in terms of actually using a journal. It's like if I feel like a journal is special, I don't use it. I want to save it for a special thing. Um, and so I had to fight that feeling in order to like actually review it because it felt too special to use. Usually I'll just like go on the back page and start testing stuff. And I'm like, there, I ruined it and messed it up. Now I have to do something. That's, that's but essentially what I did. It doesn't always work though. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I already wasted one page. I'll leave the rest of it alone. <laughs> like, you know, back up. I did that with my, um, so I bought the, the bullet journal book that came out. I guess like last October by Bridal Carol and yeah. you could get the um the collector set that came with the blacked out and the um sort of black he calls it black gilding on the edges of the pages of the bullet journal. And like I wouldn't touch it for a long time. So then I just go like, I'm gonna mess it up and now it's like trash. It's awesome. <laughs> Those are my favorite. But um so I've heard that Loic term paper is good, but this Loic term paper is crap. 
So maybe he got a bad batch. I don't like moist term paper for pencil. I hate it for pencil. I don't. I mean, it's all right, but it just seems like moleskin paper that's a little thinner. It's like, so they have had different paper in the past. The, the current paper that's supposed to be really good for fountain pens, I like. The stuff that they used to have, I did not like. I did not like their original paper at all. Yeah, and then now they reprinted this. You could still buy one. Hmm. It's, not, it's not still limited. No, no, not so much, huh? Well, it's limited in that now you can't buy it on Amazon for not the list price. You can buy it for the list price from Ryder Carroll on his website. Interesting. So that, that's cool. I guess if people still want it. Hmm. But uh, yes, this is cool because I've just like picked up my bullet journal again with the beginning of the school year and realizing that like sometimes I forget what week it is and like, Oh, there's a thing going on tonight. Crap. So I'm trying to like, you know, wrap my head around having stuff to do again after the summer. So this is all like coming together really well, like getting this book and getting back into bullet journaling. Like, mm, excellent. Yeah. I, so that's the, I have a lot of stuff going on or that I'm hoping to have go on, I guess. So I'm like trying to like plan out like, what am I going to do with no brand notebooks? Cause I got a new color laser printer. Oh yeah. You were talking about that. So I'm going to do some like super small, super limited edition stuff with it. Um, and we're going to see how that goes, how it actually, I have to, first off, I have to figure out how it's going to handle cardstock. And if I'm going to have to get like special white cardstock for it to like perform well. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm like figuring some of that stuff out and I want to start cutting my pocket notebook, um, magazine files again. So doing some of that stuff. Um, so I'm using the journal to kind of plan out and think about how I'm going to redo comfortable shoes studio on Etsy. If I even want to use Etsy anymore, cause they're gone to crap. But that's a whole other podcast <laughs> um, where yeesh, yeesh. Um, episode sixty three. <laughs> um, what else are you doing? Um, so I mentioned before we were recording that I've never gotten a podcast about pens before, and um, in fact, I've never podcasted off of Erasable, so I was super nervous all week, and I've just been using pens. And um, there was a pen I've always wanted, and I never tried because I thought it would write like a marker. And that's the um, – what do they call it now? The Impact 207. It's an Uniball gel pen that's got like this huge ball on it. So I picked some up, and they came today, and like this thing is like writing with a rolling Sharpie. It's great. Mm. It's like – it's delicious, but also like, my God, that's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but it likes field notes paper, but I didn't, I'm not someone who uses inky pens and I didn't realize that field notes paper has a different texture on each side of the sheet hmm. and that one side shows through a lot and one side doesn't show at all. Like, I think it interesting. depends on the field notes paper as well. Depends on what they're using in the book that, that particular yeah, edition. This is, um, oh, it's a regular paper in the, um, help me hmm. national parks edition. Cause the smoky mountains one looks Cute and autumnal with the little bears, the waterfall. <laughs> My son's nickname is Bear, so I was like, here we go, we'll pick this one. I have never um, used the Gel Impact. I, I'd never tried one before today, and they're like, it's cool. It's a really pretty pen. I'll send you one if you want. And they're, um, they only come in, like I think, black, red, and blue, and then white and gold and silver. I'm like, that's quite a palette. Yeah, interesting. But um, it 
like I've been watching the refill all day, like slowly, dr- well, not so slowly dwindle because I've only had them for a few hours. But you know, it's satisfying to use up a pen. Well, that's like the um. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, Harley going by neighbors. <laughs> um, you can watch the Ink Joy refill drain as you use. Oh it. yeah. I kind of love and hate that all at once. I really like that pen. I wish they would do a bold point. That would that would be the end all of gel pens for me. Well, can you imagine how fast that would drain out? Yeah, they'd have to start selling refills then, or the you know we'd start picketing them. Like, You're killing the planet with ink joy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I have been I've, I've been reading a lot as well, but like I go through these phases where I read tons of stuff on very particular topics um and i'm like two seasons off but i'm reading stuff on container gardening (laughs) (laughs) and i tell myself it's in prepper i will not have forgotten all of this by spring i'm going to retain this information for springtime planting um so yeah so that's been one of my recent obsessions as well as food preservation which is totally on point for this time of year because it's like our farmers markets are loaded up with awesome stuff. I've got tons of pears, just finished eating all the peaches. I've got raspberries out the wazoo. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any kiwis, but we don't talk about that on air anymore. <laughs> um, so like I'm, I'm like doing all this food preservation stuff already. So I'm like reading about that and I decided I wanted to add to like my winter time stuff. So I started sprouting. Have you ever done any sprouts? No. So sprouts are really easy, but there are all kinds of different methods. And my normal method is to use mason jars. And I have these little little screw-on plastic caps. You put the water in, and then you drain your sprouts, and then you cover them and leave them in darkness for the day. And then you come home and you rinse them again. In a couple of days, you have ready-to-eat tasty sprouts. Very simple. It takes like four or five days for you to get like you the the amount of sprouts you would pay $5 for in the grocery store it literally is like less than a dollar's worth of seed. So I was doing that method. And then I saw online where someone uses a flower sifter. Like it's like a very specific kind that like chefs use. So I had one of those because I'm a weirdo. So I was like, <laughs> well, but mine was a 10 inch instead of a six inch. I was like, well, f- screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. But I didn't know if it was going to work well for me. So I also did at the same time a mason jar because I, I, I got to have my sprouts. I eat a lot of sprouts. So um, the mason jar full and that was like going to town. And then I had the, the flour sifter and they it worked wonderfully. But holy crap, that's a lot of sprouts. I've, <laughs> I've been eating sprouts every day for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I still have more sprouts and <laughs> the dogs like them. So the dogs, if the dogs oh, see me like rinsing the sprouts, they're like, give me some, please. I want sprouts. So I've been giving, I've been feeding the dogs sprouts and I still have more sprouts in the fridge. <laughs> they're really good in omelets. They are. My favorite yeah. restaurant does an omelet with um, spinach, tomato and sprouts. It's a house omelet. So, yeah, good. So, what, so what I've been doing is I like, I have a big sprout salad and I toss it in a vinaigrette that I've been, that I make with my own fermented garlic honey, 
which if you've never had, you should try making your own. Garlic um, honey? That garlic sounds honey. delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. So you take, you take five, clo- five heads of garlic and you peel the cloves, you put them into a jar, and then you pour honey over it, put a lid on it, and let it sit for a month. And then it gets kind of watery and loose. And you take a tablespoonful of that with a vinegar and a little olive oil. And you mix it and you put that over your sprouts and you toss it and it's delicious. And then I put an omelet, a cheese omelet on top of that. Oh my and it's God. like the best thing ever. <laughs> and it just like, it, it, the omelet sort of absorbs some of the vinaigrette. And then you like get a big mouthful of the, the sprout salad and it's, it's sweet and garlicky and vinegary. And it's, yeah. Anyway, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I have so many sprouts. I still have sprouts. <laughs> It's like, and Christy, and so the other side of it is like, I thought Christy liked sprouts. Guess what? Oh, no, she does not. <laughs> she finds the texture off-putting and it tickles her throat in an unpleasant way. <laughs> so, so I have eaten uh, just so many sprouts. It's it's uncomfortable, the number of sprouts I've eaten. <laughs> This is like sprouts and not like Doritos or bugles. Oh god, yeah. At least it's something healthy. And I like. Yeah. I actually, I feel really good. Like, apparently, that many sprouts is probably pretty good for my body. Um, so, but yeah, it's a lot of sprouts. Um. Anyway, after after my sprout tangent, there. Um, do we want to? <laughs> do we want to talk about? Do we want to move into our our main part of this episode, which is I brought a pencil guy on the podcast to talk about pens. Um, I feel like I've been set free. (laughs) (laughs) So this is this is your chance, Johnny, to tell about tell us all about your pens. What pens do you like and um, what are your favorites? So do you want to start? Sure. Um, So. I just wrote down the list of like top 10, but they're not really in any order after the first like couple, because then I was kind of throwing someone and like, Oh, ooh, I like this one. Cause we were going to do five and I was like, can we, can we do 10? <laughs> and I almost asked if we could do 15, but that pushing it. So, um, number one, I really love the bit crystal medium in blue, which like, I think in theory is my favorite pen, mm. if not in practice. And, um, where did I get it? Like home goods or something. I found a, pen cup that is an upturned brick uh big pen cap i have and it, seen those it's heavy like really heavy it's really? awesome i love it is it plastic or is it ceramic um it's like really thick plastic nice and it's officially licensed by bic which is cool That's i mean awesome. not that i really care but <laughs> it's it's so pretty as it, it has a pride of place on one of my bookshelves and it's of course only holding big crystals <laughs> of course um, do you want to name one or do you want to just sure. run down? So I divided mine into refillable <laughs> and uh, disposable. So I'm going to go with my favorite disposable to go with your Bic crystal. And that <laughs> is the Uniball Signo, either the Click or the DX. I don't, I don't care if it's the capped version or the click version. I like both of them. The refills are awesome. They're always smooth. I like them in 0.7. I like them in 0.5. And I like them in the, what is this one? This one's like 0.38. I like all of them. The 0.38 is great for sketching. I, and it comes in a really nice range of colors. 
And by the way, if anyone is looking for the, I think it's a, is it an eight color pack or a 12 color pack? I don't remember. I could count them, but I'm lazy. Um, Staples <laughs> has them on the clearance rack. Oh, nice. I saw yeah. those. Yeah. They, cause they, they only, they've only been on the shelf at Staples for like two years. And apparently they didn't sell particularly well because most Americans are heathens and don't like little teeny tiny tips. <laughs> so I like that pen in the, um, the 1.0, the mm-hmm. fat bold point. And have you had the, um, the BLX ones? Yeah. I love those colors. Those yeah. That's some of my favorites. That dark red is like my, one of my go-tos for the fall. I really like the purple. Ooh, that purple's and, nice. Yeah, and the, the reason I like the purple is that it's so dark. Most people just think it's black. So I can actually sign official documents with it, and people are like, oh, is that black? I'm not going to ask because it looks like black in this lighting. And then they get it outside, and it's actually purple. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, no, it's black. See, it's a black pen. It says BLX. That means black. I feel like the only one that's disappointing is the brown one. And you'd think that would be really interesting because... They don't do a lot of brown pens, See, but it's kind of poopy colored. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to be like an orange, and orange and black just makes poop. It's yep. Just, it's just not, a good, <laughs> not a good blend, but yeah. So, so um, I'm going to jump in and do another one. All right. Which, speaking of gel pens, the Pilot G2, mm. which is, you know, everybody's favorite gel pen, unless you nope. hate it, in which case it's it. not. <laughs> I hate it. So I found that... um. Some of the colors just like suck. You'll get a like multi pack and like, oh, my periwinkle one doesn't work right, but none of the periwinkle ones work right. It's just mm. like a, a thing. Thing doesn't work. But um the burgundy they make is nice and the black is like super black. But mm. I'm of all the things to use them in, I think moleskins like really like that the the softness of a moleskin paper likes that point yeah. a lot. Yeah, so yeah. I think in, in terms of the G two, um it likes crappy paper. I actually wrote a blog post a couple of years ago. Oh, in, I remember that. In defense of the Pilot G2 because it was a pen that I went to again and again and again for my workplace because it worked really well on the crappiest of crappy paper that my workplace um, gave to us. So, um, and it didn't drain super fast. It had good flow for crabby paper that was attempting to suck the life out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's less good on like field notes paper because it's not very absorbent. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it sucks on like term paper. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't dry and it bleeds through. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. why does everybody like this paper? And it's kind of smudgy on that kind of, on like a nice paper like that. It smudges. Neck, you're making me hate it now. <laughs> yeah, not, not a fan. No. And they were my first, um, like, bold uh, gel pen experience. Like, yeah. the fat blue one. That was a really nice, I nice pen. I love that shade of blue. The Pilot G2 blue is awesome. Yeah, it makes the one... What is... Um, the Signal that we were just talking about, their blue is washed out and crap yeah. next to this thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, so, which, but an interesting aside, I like the Pilot... And this is my number three pen. I like the Pilot bottle to pen, the B2B pen, which is is a G2 refill. Um, but for whatever reason, I always have better luck with those pens. And I think part of the reason is because 
my staples keeps them they don't sell an entire package of them and they only have them on the counter where you can buy singles and they only have them during back to school season so i think they're super fresh oh good call the the first ones i ever had were made in france and so were the refills mm. so they were drier than a g2 Unless that you, makes any sense. I've always then, had like really good experience with them. Weird. They're pretty though. I like the only thing is they have that silly um like paper sticker on them that gets all wonky from my hand sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I used to just peel that off. Um but then like I tried peeling it off this most recent batch that I got and it doesn't peel off cleanly. Yeah, I was never able to get one off completely. Yeah. And like you know some people can get stickers off. I can't. Like no matter what I do, they rip. Yeah, I have a, I have a hard time with it sometimes, but so this time I just left it on and I didn't have a particularly hard time thus far with hand sweat. But I also didn't get like <laughs> colors colors that I would use on a regular basis. I got a red and green to use to highlight things in my bullet journal, just to be super basic. I'm just going to use like red and green for a while to highlight stuff. Um, plus, it was the only two colors they had left. <laughs> Well, it makes it easier to choose. And they were, I think they were like two for a dollar or something ridiculous like that. They were that super cheap when I picked them up. So Awesome. What's your next one? So speaking of Pilot Blue Ink, uh, the Pilot V5 Precise in blue. Um, and a runner-up is their red, regular mm-hmm. red. Because now they have a dark red. They have like a whole slew of new colors. Yeah. Which is cool. Some of them are really good. The dark red and the dark blue are really good. But they make a yellow one now. So uh, I bought one at Bob Slate, but like, it's like what writing with invisible ink that you can never reveal. <laughs> like, why do I want a yellow pen? Like, it's cute. It's like such a pretty little pen, but you know, you can write secrets with it that like you don't want to be able to read yourself. <laughs> so I guess it would work for that. But the, um, the blue is a really nice, like bright blue, but not sky blue. Mm. It's really saturated. I uh I like their clicky version. Oh, that's five. nice too. I always yeah. break those though. They always crack around the clip. I haven't. I think the. Uh, I'm gonna dig around my pen cup and make some noise. <laughs> um, where the heck did I put it? It might be at work. Because now that I have an actual desk, I take things to work and leave them there. And sometimes Chris takes my. Pen. No, I don't, <laughs> we don't. We don't talk. Actually, I don't. I don't know where I put them. And Chris may have may have snagged them. Sometimes she takes my pens. Um, so anyway, I think I had some with a metal clip, like it, that just wrapped around. Yeah, that I always crack the plastic by the clip. Hmm. I have I have a strong hand. Or I'm clumsy. Manly you know hands. I, nope, not at all. But <laughs> I have a good grip. You know, it could be that I sit on them in my pocket. That could do. I it. should I should lick into that. But um, they have those really cool Art Deco ones mm. of uh, both versions, I think, the click ones too now, that are like pointlessly interesting, but also like an excuse to buy another pack. Have you have you um, tried the new colors? I have not had a chance to try the new colors. I got, um, actually, oddly enough, Staples had a three pack of the black, blue, and the red on clearance, and it was like $2 for a three pack. So I was like, well, Ooh, nice. Up pick up a few of these one for me one for chris and just one to like take to work and have (laughs) um and so they didn't have the special colors yet they just had those and so i just stocked up on those on colors that i would use 
And they have a light green. That's new. Wait, light green, yellow, orange. Okay. Dark blue, dark red. Is mm-hmm. that it? Maybe there's one more in there, but um, they're all nice except the yellow one. The orange is like surprisingly visible on paper, but it's not neonish. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And it's not rusty. It's orange. Like it's the color of a pumpkin. I really like orange pens for like highlighting stuff in books that I'm reading and for um, like in my bullet journal, like using that to highlight something like orange is just like, I don't like it to write with, but I really like it for drawing attention to stuff. Yeah, I was hoping the yellow would be good for that, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It doesn't work. I mean, on the bright side, it being invisible, it does not bleed through a paperback book page. <laughs> well, there, there is always a bright side, isn't yeah. there? <laughs> Way to look at the positive, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the internet. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go back to my number two here. And my number two is actually one that I just started using, which is the Muji capped gel pen. And, you know, I got, I picked that up when I was, um, hanging out with you in Cambridge in Boston. And I just love that pen. But if you can't get to a Muji and you want to experience this pen, um, I suspect that the brandless capped gel pen is exactly the same pen. Oh, and, um, people are selling them on Amazon now. For the, like, yeah, the Muji, yeah. Yeah, for like pre- pretty reasonable prices. Hmm. Not much markup. I was wondering if it was Muji selling them. Oh, and Muji, do they sell those on their inter- their website? They do. They do, yeah. And they're sp- aren't they supposed to do like a, um, like a heavier plastic one that you can just refill and they're going to sell the refills because they're like, oh, everybody loves our pens. We sure are killing the planet with them. I think they're supposed to, yeah. I thought that, that was would like be part cool. of their like, new thing. Um, that would be neat. I definitely heard they were going to do refills at some point somewhere. You um, live closer to the Muji store, so you got to go check it out. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? I just might because I really, really do enjoy this pen. Um, and I've been carrying around one um, in my back pocket. In my so I have a Knockco Fodder Stack XL in leather that is just beaten to heck. I need to put some pictures of new pictures of it up on Instagram because I have abused the crap out of this thing in the last <laughs> year. Um, but I've been keeping this Muji pen in the pocket and then sitting on it during groups on hard plastic chairs. And surprisingly, it is like in perfect condition and the clip hasn't broken off yet, which was a problem I had with the brandless. And I've actually, I've heard that the refill is exactly the same as the Uniball DX. Oh, and if you that explains it a lot. Side to side with the DX refill, it looks exactly the same. And it fits into a DX pen. The DX pen fits into the Muji pen. And if you have a refillable pen like um, the Pen Attic by Spoke pen um, pen, I don't, I don't know if it has a specific <laughs> name. I reviewed it and I don't remember. But the refill from the Muji fits into it. Um, so that gives you a lot of options if you're looking to refill that pen with something with maybe a different color. You just walk into Muji and for a dollar fifty, get a very nice refill. And the, both sizes are super smooth, so I really like that. Yeah, what's your favorite? Of what the sizes? Of, um, yeah, I actually and like the point colors. five. Um, well, I only picked up a color I knew I would like because I didn't know if. I was going to like the pen. Um, 
So I only picked up the um, navy blue or blue black. Ah, that's what I bought too. I love that one. Point five, yeah, it's a great color and it's really really nice. I really I wonder, like that color. Yeah, I wonder who makes it since they don't actually make anything. I bet it's Uniball. That's interesting because the um the body of them, especially the um the click one, because it's a little fatter. Like it's a really sturdy pen, like you mm. said, and it's all one piece. It's probably recyclable somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. I wonder what. I wonder if it's like a number one plastic and can be like chunked up and melted and remade into something. I wonder if they'd even take them back. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know, but wow. I do. I just. I really like that. If I'm gonna like <laughs> go disposable, that's a pen that um, is really good for that. So, what's your next pen? Um. So finally, a non-disposable pen. I really freaking love Parker Jotters, especially the ones that have a plastic barrel on the bottom, not the all-metal types, because mm. I don't know, they're slippery. I don't like the way they feel. And they use a really, really nice plastic. They do. So um, Dave and I were talking about this. They have this one, they're marketing. I think they're marketing it more heavily on their Instagram now. They're referring to it as like the 90s set. Mm. Um, but Amazon sells it minus the orange so I, you know, I had to have the orange one. I tracked the orange one down and the orange is not my favorite of the bunch, but there's like a really cool yellow, um, a blue and a green that looked like they were on the set of my so-called life. <laughs> and like the best one in there besides yellow is the magenta one. Nice. They, they show it as pink or purple on the website, mm-hmm. but it's, it's neither. It's perfectly magenta. Sweet. But um, yeah, I have a small collection of Parker Jotters, including a white anniversary one that I got for Father's Day or Christmas called Whiteness, <laughs> which I wouldn't have wanted if I knew it was called that. But um, my mom has a big thing for them, too. So <laughs> this is funny. When she comes over, I have to hide them because <laughs> she will take them. So she watched my kids last night when I went to a school meeting and I, I hid them in my bedroom and then realized I didn't hide them very well. So I should probably go count them. <laughs> but um, so my oldest ones are uh, made in the U.K., and then they moved production, I don't know when this was, somewhere in the last 10 years, to France. So, like, the um, the 90s ones are made in France, but they also have some made in China and India. So, if you go on Amazon, you kind of don't know what you're going to get. But um, I have an Indian one, and it's just as nice as my French ones. I think the clicker is even a little more stiff. And a Chinese one that's indistinguishable. Aside from the fact that nowhere does it say made in France. Hmm. But, you know, they're, I feel like they're reliable. They're heavy. They're really iconic, which is cool. You know, there's not a lot of uh, old fashioned ballpoint pens because ballpoint pens aren't that old. Hmm. And uh, yeah, do you watch Endeavor on a PBS? So Endeavor is about um, Inspector Morse as a young man, and he always has a black Parker Jotter and a moleskin. So when he's not there, they'll like put the Parker Jotter on the desk like he's not here, but mm. he's here. And he does his crosswords in them, which I think is really gutsy. Mm. I use pencil and crosswords. <laughs> but um, Crosswords in ages. I, uh, I print out the New Yorker every Friday and Monday because sometimes, man, they're so hard. But sometimes, you know, you can get through it. I mean, they'll have one where you have to live in New York and go to the theater a lot or you're not going to get half the puzzle. <laughs> I feel like that's not fair. Yeah. You're just being a jerk. But uh, yeah, 
So what is your next pen? So I'm going to, I'm going to slide right in there with you and say, I really dig the Parker Jotter as well. It's not, it's not as high on my list as it is on yours. Um, in terms of refillables is probably like if I, if I'm doing it on a one to five scale of refillables, the Parker Jotter is a number four, um, because it is so iconic. Um, and I have really fond memories of them. Um, so this is, this will kill you or make you jealous when I was in my <laughs> undergrad. So I, I went to school in Maine and there's this chain of surplus and salvage stores called Martins. Every from any, everyone from Maine and, and this area knows about them. Um, they're sort of like the building 19 of Massachusetts, but, um, better. Um, so at one point in my undergrad, they had hundreds of Parker jotters and they were selling them for like, I think 99 cents each at the time. And this was like in the nineties when they were definitely selling for like between five and $10. And I remember like, actually this might not, this might've been when I was in high school. So even earlier than that, um, I remember my father being like, these are a great pen and buying like 10 of them. And I bought a bunch of them, not realizing they were refillable. Um, and, but like really liking them, they had like these cute little, they were little molded gift boxes. And we just like threw a bunch of them in our cart. And for years, my parents had Parker Jotters all over the place. They had like red ones and blue ones and green ones. And they had, they were everywhere all over the house. And I had, you know, four or five of them up myself because when you're a college student, you need pens. And this is what's going to kill you. I couldn't find refills. So guess what I did with them? No. I, yeah. After I graduated, <laughs> I had one left that was just like kicking around. And I don't, I, it's probably out in my garage somewhere. Um, but it was, it had, you know, the standard brush stainless steel top and then a red plastic body with a little metal cap at the end. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I would use them and didn't, at first I didn't realize they were refillable and just, you know, tossed them because where am I going to get, couldn't get refills in the bookstore, couldn't get refills anywhere local, toss it. Well, and the refills, half the time they cost as much as a new pen. Yeah. And especially like when I was paying a dollar for the jotter or less. And the refills, yeah, the, back then they were almost as, they were definitely more expensive than what I had paid for the pen. So I regret that version of my life <laughs> that oh, time. The, speaking of refills, have you tried the gel refills they make? I have. I like them. They yeah. are very, very wet and they don't last. I blew through one of those gel refills. I picked them, I picked up a package of them at um, Bob Slate when I was in my graduate courses. Um, and man, I blew through both of those refills in no time. And you can't see where they're going to end. They make me yeah. nervous. At and least they, for they, they the skip a little one. bit and then okay. they're dead. Oh my God. <laughs> this is making me anxious. <laughs> so I never carry one with me with a gel refill because I mean, a ballpoint pen is more practical and I'm afraid it'll die. I'm like, Oh no, I have to write this idea down. Because, you know, you have great ideas walking your children to school. <laughs> We're on your way back. Yeah. So now I keep, I can actually keep a pencil in my stroller and it matches the stroller because why not? <laughs> yeah. I Like when I was carrying, I didn't realize that that gel pen was just going to like die like that. So I, and because I'm also neurotic, <clears throat> no judgment here, um, I would always have a spare backup pen. So it would run out and I'd be like, 
damn it, damn it. Um, and then I would just grab another pen out of my bag because, you know, of course I had an extra pen. <laughs> Why not? So what's your next one? What's next? Um, next up, I'm going to go with the Pigma Micron PN, which mm-hmm. stands for plastic nib. And I think I owned several of them before I realized it didn't say pin. <laughs> apparently I'm dense. Um, I think they make it in eight colors, but burgundy is really, really something. Yeah, you gave uh, you gave me a, bu- a couple of those. Yeah, I, I bought one of every color and brought for you and Dade. So I was yeah. like, I don't know which ones they're going to like. So I'll be, I'll be safe. I'll get one of every. But um, they also do, I think they do a sepia one. Yeah, yeah. And that really pretty rose color they do, which is my favorite pink ink. The um the sepia there we um that was always a favorite of mine for sketching, um that and black I would use the two of those colors, um all the time for sketching. Yeah, I find they're not, you know the points aren't supposed to break in, but um you know they don't flatten like a regular micron, but they mm-hmm. do get a little softer, which is cool because at first they're a little scratchy. Yep. But after like a page or two of being slightly heavy-handed or writing quickly, they smooth out and they're like perfect. They really last a long time. I have I always have a hard time killing a micron because the point will flatten out first. Mm, See, so yeah, I I have killed multiple microns, but I'm also using them on different paper and in a very different way. I'm sketching really roughly on usually paper not intended for that pen. Yeah, these pens really like uh, field notes or um, especially moleskin. Mm. They do not like barren fig. It's too much tooth. Yeah. I found the hard way. It made a really like horrible sound going up my spine. Like I don't like this combo. <laughs> yeah, the barren fig paper is pretty rough. Yeah, it's like a blank. It's like a blanket. It's like a flannel shirt. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's cuddle paper. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good like that. So, my next pen is going to be probably the most controversial of the pens on this list. Um, and that is the Zebra Sarasa US version. I like it. Oh, I like that pen too. I know. And it's a, um, Brad over at the pen addict hates it. And I think a lot of people don't give it any credit and also dislike it without using it. Um, I like the 0.7 American version. I think it flows really well. It's nice and smooth and uh, it feels good. And it puts down a nice, nice line. It's great for sketching. It's great for writing. I blew through tons of them um, at my last job and when I was in grad school because I, they're super cheap. Um, and if anyone has a Walgreens near them, Walgreens, has like a will have a giant display of them at some of their stores during back to school and they're like a dollar a pen. Oh sweet. Yeah. They do a lot of nice colors. Their blue is really cool. Yeah, the regular got a blue. Couple of shades of blue. They have one that's called cobalt and it's actually like a dusty dusty blue and then they've got like an indigo blue black shade that I just freaking love. That those two colors are my favorite. And I would use them nonstop. Their, um, their indigo color is like the blue, black or indigo. Um, actually they call it navy. Their navy color is like the indigo, uh, ink joy. Those are my Ooh, nice. three, three favorite colors of those pens. So there's a new one that's, um, what do they call it? The Sarasa quick dry. 
or hmm. something. Is that going to replace the regular one? I don't know. I know that um, the Sarasa has all kinds of different versions. If you go on to jet pens and look at them, um, you can look up the refills and the quick dry has always been an option. I don't know that they're going to get rid of it in the U.S. market, but I don't find that the Sarasa is pretty, is that all that slow to dry? Yeah, it's not like a G2 where you're like, yeah. oh my God. I think, I think it's very, um, similar to the G2, honestly. I find the, um, black G207s like take forever to dry of, besides, um, jelly rolls. Mm. Which like really, really just literally uh, never dry. They they will stay sticky forever. But at least they're waterproof when they finally dry. <laughs> when they finally dry. I don't know if I've ever had one actually dry completely. <laughs> so what's next up for you? Um my first nice pen, the space pen. Mm. Which like so my my oldest space pen is from twenty oh two and I got the brushed chrome and a lot of the chrome is coming off. And um, I had that happen before to an astronaut pen, and I sent it to Fisher, and they sent me a new one. I'm just like, oh, I was just asking you if that's okay. I didn't want a new one. So now, like, when they get messed up, I just hold on to them because they're cooler. But I love it when they're beaten up. Now there's like, this whole, like, culture of them with, like, the EDC, I have five knives and a Glock to go to work crowd. Yeah. So it's taken some of the joy of them away from me. Like, I remember in the early days of Instagram, there were five pictures of space pens. And now it's always, you know, somebody's hand with all of the things they're going to die if they don't have one of which is a space pen, but nothing to write on. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing with it? You're going to write like, on I know your it, leg. Yeah, I know it'll write on anything, but they do work best on paper. Yes. Indeed. That's really what they're for. And they, they even do like a raw brass one now for all the raw brass stuff people carry, which I admit I really want because it's pretty. It makes my hands stink. The brass. Yeah, that's true. Mine does. They they did um an anniversary one this year for the moon landing, which was like really disappointing. Mm. It was an eagle in some really ugly font. But um, I guess two or three years ago they did one that was black and it had the phases of the moon. It was the fiftieth anniversary of Apollo or of Fisher because Fisher is actually older than the space program that I got for my birthday, and it's really really pretty. Mm. I don't pull it out very often. Cool. But um, yeah, Charlotte has one that's pink like a bullet pencil that she really likes and Henry our bullet pencil bullet pen. Um, my son really wants one, but I'm not going to buy him a $30 pen yet because yeah. he'll, he'll throw it and be like, look, it's fast. <laughs> he's obsessed with everything that's fast, but that, that's, that was like his entry into um, animals, cheetahs. They're fast. Now he likes lions because they're related to cheetahs and <laughs> cheetahs are fast like a Mustang. I'm like, whatever does it, man. <laughs> so what's your next pen so i'm gonna move straight into my refillables um my favorite refillable my number one is the baron fig squire um i know everyone's like eh, everyone at rsvp loves loves baron fig and i do i i i think that the squire whether it's the click version or just the the you know original the og is just it's super nice it feels really nice in my hand it's like it's made to fit my hand it's balanced for me like yeah you know i i don't like the fact that it it doesn't have a clip but other than that if i'm just sitting at my desk or i'm like in my staff meeting um with my with my you know bullet journal when i'm not using pencil 
these things just work and they feel great. And I get compliments on them. People like take a look at it and they're like, Hey, that's a nice pen. Where, where did you get that? And then I, you know, get to brag and say, well, Baron Fig sent it to me because I review <laughs> like, them and I'm special. Um, they're, they're small. Like I, the first time I saw one on the internet, I'm like, that looks like a big ass pen to like carry yeah. around in your pocket. But then when I got one, I was like, Oh no, this is very yeah. svelte. I like it. Yeah. I've been like, so normally like my Baron Fig pen sits on my desk in the stone. I, and I've, I've whittled it down. So I only have two left. I have my experiment and no, it's not for sale. Don't anyone message me. I am not selling my experiment. I love this pen. Lenore bought it for me as a gift. I'm keeping it and I'm keeping it forever unless you offer me a million dollars. And then I'm sorry, Lenore. <laughs> um, She'll understand. She would totally understand. Um, but like those, like I keep them on my desk at home and I'm really thinking about taking my stone to work because now I have a desk at work and I, I have a place where it can live. Um, but I just really like how that f- pen feels. Like I love the feel of the logo and the, with the limited editions, the little icons on the side, like right now I've got the editor and the icons for editing up and down the side are just so like, they feel really cool under my finger. Um, and then the pen is really nicely weighted. So when I'm in staff meeting, I can just roll it around my fingers and look bored. So what refills do you put in yours? You get the Baron fig refills? <clears throat> uh, no. So I have a couple of different refills. So I, there's a guy on Shapeways called Tofty. Um, and I've talked about his, re, his adapters and whatnot before and his horribly hideous, uh, clip, which works really well, but it is ugly as sin. Um, but he also makes these adapters. So there is a pen refill called a D10 and it is a ball ballpoint right that's ballpoint is the oil-based ink mm-hmm. okay so it's a ballpoint refill and i just threw my spring on the from the <laughs> damn it um so i gotta remember not to do that so he makes these refills that um adapt the d1 to a pen like the squire and it's just sort of like uh 3d printed plastic the d1 refill slides into it really tightly um, and that really takes the expense of the squire down a notch. Um, and also gives me a ballpoint that I can use again and again. The other thing that I use in it is the Monteverde, um, version of the, that refill that is gel ink. I like <gasps> gel ink. That was going to be my question. Yeah. Can you put a gel in it? Awesome. You can, but you have to look for the right gel ink and the gel refill um, like you can use a couple of them and I'd have to really look at it online to figure out, um, which one it is. Um, because I did a hack with their version of the Mont Blanc refill where you just kind of slide, uh, like it's hard to explain. Like you slide a piece of plastic over the end of it, um, so that it holds the spring in the right place and then you have to plug a hole in the end of the cap for it to work but it does with a light small hack actually work but apparently monteverde actually makes a proper refill for it oh um, cool who makes the ones that they uh baron fig sells schmidt there are schmidt refills oh. made specifically for baron fig interesting <laughs> so i have the um the key and the editor mm-hmm. and like the key is so pretty yeah, but um, I've been kicking myself ever since the Spectre came out. 
Is that what it was called? The Spectrum with the ghost on it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's that's my style. Why the hell didn't I get that one? <laughs> I kind of um, want the uh, 404, but I don't know if I want to talk about that before I have money to buy it. <laughs> yeah, the blue is pretty, but I don't really want a pen that says 404 on it. It's kind of weird. I'm not mm-hmm. that techie. That's true. I like the idea of it just being like an error. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, um, I wonder how long it was out before someone found it. Yeah, I, they, I don't know if they've actually talked about that yet. That's funny. Yeah, that, that was clever. Very that clever. They, did that. they are they are funny guys. So your next one, what's that? Um, next I'm going to go with the Papermate Inkjoy Gel. There's a theme here. Mm-hmm. I really like gel pens. Um, I don't have the new pack. There's a new pack where there are like seven new colors, and they're not just like BS. Here's another shade of yellow. They're like cool colors. Yeah. There's like a mustard. Like I want a mustard gel pen. I saw that. Where did I see that? Target, maybe? Uh-huh. I saw it at Target and at um, Walmart during back to school. Hmm. But I don't I don't know why I walked out without it, because I'm a grown-up and I can buy gel pens if I want to. <laughs> but uh, I I think I might need to be near Walmart tomorrow, so they might come home with me. Some some big-ass pack of gel pens coming home <laughs> with me. Because NaNoWriMo's coming up soon. And, you know, you need all the colors. You do. You do. Because you got to keep it interesting. You got to keep it fresh. You got to keep it interesting for NaNoWriMo. So, and the, what the, the cool thing I like about, um, I don't know if this is true anymore, but when the Inkjoy Gel first came out and it was just the click pen and they didn't have the, um, the seven new colors and they didn't have the capped version, mm-hmm. you could get all the colors in both tip sizes, which was cool because like in Pilot, you can only get them all in one size, at least yeah. in this country. And, um, like most of the other places you can only, most of the other companies like the G tech, you can get the colors in 0.4, but not the other ones. You could just get black and blue. So I thought that was cool. I have, mm-hmm. I bought them all cause I really like that pen and they make, I'm like, you have a yellow gel pen that I can use and brown. that doesn't look like poo. Like, <laughs> like you win. The only thing they were missing was burgundy, but the one that they called magenta actually wrote more like a burgundy. So that worked out mm. for autumn, but like, it's a great pen. It's really wet. But it dries quickly. It does bleed a lot, though. It does, yeah, on certain paper. It doesn't like moleskin paper so much. And like in my Leuchtturm bullet journal, I was like, sweet, I'm just going to, you know, it's blacked out. I'm going to use a black ink joy. And it was like someone murdered something with black blood all over this damn notebook. It's everywhere. Like, my God. They are a very wet writer. You know, it's funny. I I didn't include that on my list, but it's definitely something that I put into my next pen. So I use a lot of refillable pen bodies, but oftentimes you can't find, like, finding refills um, can be hard. And I don't know that they actually sell Inkjoy refills anywhere. Yeah, I've never seen them before. Yeah. I, I've And I, I think I saw them once on Amazon and then they disappeared. Huh. So when Inkjoys are on sale, I will often buy like a bunch of black or that, oh God, that indigo color. Their indigo color is just perfect. It's such a great dark, dark blue. Um, and very professional looking, which, um, yeah, my old boss was like, uh, nuts for. Um, <laughs> she was, she, um, she blamed it on Catholic school. I, I still blame things on Catholic school. <laughs> she um, she's a much older lady who went to Catholic school, and her only acceptable pen to use at work was black. But 
Um, and she didn't like it when I was like, but the company policy manual says I can also use blue. And it didn't specify what shade of blue. <laughs> Deal. Um, so, so I, well, no, I didn't use teal because that would have just like, <laughs> she would have had an aneurysm. So I used most of the time the indigo shade, um, but I would put it into my Zebra Sarasa Grand, which is a really, really nice, mostly inexpensive refillable pen. It's got a super nice clip, feels really good. And I've got one that I'm pretty sure that I dropped outside of my car and was run over. Um, or someone could have run over it with a bike because it's not particularly damaged, but, um, it holds any of the like standard, like gel ink refills, including an ink joy. It will hold the Sarasa refill, the G2 refill and an ink joy refill. And I love this pen. So this is, this is my next one. Um, but yeah, I, I usually refill it with an ink joy. I'm looking this pen up. It's just like it's a it's a nice pen body. It feels really good in my hand. It's got a nice weight to it. It's weighted closer. It's heavier down towards the tip. The click is not particularly mushy, and then the um the clip actually holds on to a notebook. Those are pretty. Yeah, aren't they? Oh, they have a teal one. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> uh, the, and I got, if you check, if check your Walgreens, if you have a Walgreens near you, check the clearance section because that's where I got mine. And I know they're usually around like 10 to $12 each. I picked mine up for 79 cents. What? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to the drugstore tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah. Um, check their clearance section and see if they have them because they had them at back to school. And I was like, Oh, I'm buying two of those. I bought one for me. And I bought one for Chris. She immediately lost hers at, so. <laughs> yeah. That's, she, she loses pens like no one's business. So, um, well, this is like slightly related to tonight. Uh, Charlotte asked Frankie what her ideal pet would be. And we both thought she said pen. And she's like, I don't use pens. It's like, what? I, I realized that over the course of the years, my wife literally never uses pens. Wow. except to sign stuff. I'm like, that's so weird. But then I offered her a, a, a no blot. Like, you could sign stuff with this. It's legal. But she said no. <laughs> so not totally yet. But, like, I mean, she uses pencil more exclusively than anybody I know. Hmm. Including me, which is interesting. That is. I mean, I don't really use pencils all the time. I, I wore that joke out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you used to, like, use them, like, 99% of the time. And now you're, you're using a lot of pens here, Johnny. What's up with that? I was preparing for this episode. I was very nervous. <laughs> I haven't laid off the coffee. On the, I don't know why I did that. I should have had coffee. You should have had coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your next pen? Um, next, I'm going to go with the Marvi La Pen, which everybody who likes pens has used at some point. Because their blue is probably my favorite blue hue, even though you know, their ink is okay. And also what the offensively titled Oriental Blue pen. Oh, yes. Like, I can't believe you're still calling it Oriental Blue, but yeah. it's made in Asia, and I'm not going to tell people who are not me how to feel about something that refers more to them than me. Mm. So, but still, it's weird. And they have um, the brush version we talked about on Erasable recently, which is, like, really cool. They have a couple new colors. They have a um, navy blue. Mm. So if you're not, I got them at uh, Bob Slate. Last time I was there. Yeah, I remember you picked By accident. Like, like, 
I like those pens, but I always have found them too thin for my fingertips. It's very uncomfortable for me to write for any period of time. And the, um, the points are so soft. I've only ever killed one because the points go away before the ink does. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've killed lots of them, but always it's the point. Those have been around forever. I remember yeah. um, kids in my high school using those. And it's weird that it's called La Pen, but they're made by a Japanese company in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Which is where most of my favorite pens are. I mean, I think everything on here except for space pens and Bix are made. Yeah, yeah. That's- I do have a Japanese space pen. Um, the quad action one is made in Japan. Hmm. That sounds like a car. Quad action. <laughs> and the, the technology is so old, it used to hold, have a stylus in it that would fit a Palm Pilot. Oh, that, man. Uh, I had one of those that had a Palm Pilot <laughs> stylus. <laughs> I ripped it out and put a blue ink in it. So then I had That's a pen that was blue, black, red, and mechanical pencil. I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. But then, you know, things are so perfect, you're bored with them. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to lose this in the couch for a month because I don't feel like using it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the pens are cool. They have a lot of really cool colors. And being dye-based, they're a lot more saturated than um, like a Pigma Micron. Yeah. And they have a bigger variety of colors. But um, I found the blue ones melt into paper that's not acid-free. Like yeah. a um, space pen ink and a blue Le Pen ink eat through my um, field notes notebooks. Somehow, but not moleskins. And the black turns yellow in a moleskin. And that's definitely not the moleskin paper. Like, for all of its faults, it it doesn't react with ink. Maybe the ink reacts with it. Migrating. It's really weird. Because I've had that happen with space pens before. Yeah, the space pen ink in field notes, like, melts. And the red, especially, like, it's really weird. Yeah, it's really, um, it's it's so oily, it spreads out and ghosts onto other pages. Yeah, I remember when it used to be, like, really dry. Yeah, I am um, not a huge fan of the Space Pen ink. I find it blobby and not... Like, I I hate the idea that I have journals that I used the Space Pen in. When I open them up, the ink has ghosted onto, like, multiple pages behind it. Yeah, I just picked up a um, a burgundy refill off Mm -hmm. Amazon because, you know, I like burgundy ink which this time of year and like it's really nice but i'm afraid to use it in anything journaly yeah it's more of just like a you know i'll write it in the field notes i don't really care what happens to this paper type situation yeah definitely don't want to use it for anything that you want to stick around for a while but um the pen comes in a really nice brown that's got like purple highlights for this time of year that's really nice that one i've never had melt on me Mm. so that's good (laughs) yeah for sure so my next pen is the Pentel Energel. Ooh. It is, well, specifically the um, alloy body. I oh, like I have the one refills. of those. I like the refills, but I also like the Energel, the alloy body. And part of what I like about it is that it is a little longer mm-hmm. than most of the other pen bodies that I have. Um, so it's really fun to twirl in your fingers. <laughs> But it also takes any standard um, clickable gel ink refill. So the Energel refills fit in it. The Signal refills fit in it. Um, Sarasa refills and um, Inkjoy refills all fit in this pen. Um, so you can fill it with anything. Um, the only thing that is sort of a downside. Ooh, and I have 
I, I have a, um, I didn't realize this. I've got a Ink Joy Indigo in it right now. God, that's a good ink. Um, <clears throat> um, I forgot what I was talking about. I got distracted by the pretty ink. Um, oh, the thing that I don't like about it is that the click is a little, what I could term mushy. Like, it's got a really long, excuse the phrase, stroke before it actually, like, engages and pushes the point out. So it's, like, mushy um, and isn't very satisfying. So it's got, like, I know there's a lot of travel before it engages and the ink, the point is deployed. Oh, it's like that episode of King of the Hill where he shook um, W's hand and it was a really, really weak and, like, just insincere handshake. It's like, oh, man. But I know what you mean about the clicker. And the mm. clicker's huge, too. Yeah, it's it th- like pokes out you know, like a really long way. It looks like it would have recoil. Like, <laughs> I have that one in light blue. It's, it reminds me of Catholic school. It looks like something a nun would carry. It looks like something a nun would throw at me. <laughs> I had the light blue version, and I lost it. I don't know. I think the clip, I had it clipped to a bag and lost it somewhere. And so I, I immediately went out and bought a new version of it. And this time I got the dark blue. Oh, nice. The dark blue is quite nice. And it's like the silver and the dark blue go really well together. But I like that pen a lot. Like there's... um. I don't know. I think that more people should use refillable pen bodies. In part, it saves a lot of plastic, right? Like it's, it's environmental. It's great, but also they feel better in your hand. Like, like I don't get me wrong. I, I like a big crystal, right? And I think a big crystal is a great disposable pen. But if I'm comparing that in terms of a writing experience to like the Sarasa Grand, which it's only like a twelve to thirteen dollar pen. The Sarasa Grand is more comfortable over a long period of time. And granted, apples to oranges in terms of the ink, but there's like I don't know. It just feels good, and I don't. It, to me, it feels good to use something that's refillable. I don't know. I'm a nerd. No, it totally makes sense. I'm I'm a planet killer in my disposable pens. Oh, One of my kids teased me about it. Like, I'm sorry, I don't drive a car. I make I, up for it. <laughs> I um, when I was at my old job, I every time I would kill a pen, I put it into a into a container, and I made myself look at it for a year. So I had this like <laughs> this this jar on my desk of of dead pens. I was like, God, that's that's awful. <laughs> like I am like I'm a polluter. I'm terrible, and they're not like. How do you even recycle a pen? Am I going to send it back to like Pentel or or Zebra? What are they going to do with it? And tell me to piss off and throw it away. Why are you bothering us? Leave us alone. <laughs> it's like offer more refills to the American market. Damn it. Um, so anyway, I digress. <laughs> Welcome to RSVP, where we go on tangents about things that matter to us. So what's what's your next pen? So uh <laughs> it's another disposable pen. Um I am obsessed with the Bit Crystal um the fine slash orange. I think different markets call it different things. The Easy Glide? Um so the ones I get I order on Amazon from the UK and they're not the Easy Glide <clears throat> sorry, they're not the Easy Glide ones, but they're made in France and they write really nicely. Mm-hmm. But I bought some Easy Glide ones and they suck. Really? So it says Easy Glide on the side, and every time I look at it, I start laughing. 
that's not good for getting stuff done. Like <laughs> I'm 14, but um, they're they're so pretty. The texture of the um, that opaque orange they use it feels mm-hmm. like the um, the crystal up pens with the white body. Yeah, they've got like a little more grip to them. They're so beautiful that they like one of them will last you months if you don't lose it because they don't put that much ink down. And then you know you can start hunting down the ones from like the Greek market that are clear orange, like so mm-hmm. pretty. Like, uh, I really, every year I buy one box and I think I use two. I give the rest of them away because people are like, oh, I remember these. I'm like, here, have the three because I'm never going to use these. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that as well. The big crystal. Um, fine. I like that one too. Yeah. It really likes pocket notebooks because like even in the graph paper and the field notes, you can write entire letters in that box without skipping. Yep. You know what one I actually like as well? I'm going to grab one. The, um. The Bic Click, the classic Bic Click. Oh, like the Field Notes pen or the all yeah, plastic one? Yeah, like, like the all, well, the one that I have is a Bic Click, Bic Click with a metal clip and a little, little gold ring. And oh, yeah. A, yeah. It says it's fine, I think, but it's, yeah, maybe that is a fine refill. Um, but I really like those as well. And I, I actually kind of like the um, Field Notes pen as well. I like, I, you know, keep one of those on hand all the time. I like, I have a field notes pen in the car for, you know, writing emergencies that I might have because I have so many writing emergencies. <laughs> yeah, my know. dad. So my dad was in the service and they had those um, Skillcraft pens that looked a lot like them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I have like 30 of these damn things because every time I turn around, there's one in an envelope and, you know, they last a long time. He's like, I would love to have some of these. I think I made his day. And I paid zero for them. They were packing material. Yeah. Like, sweet. Thank you, Field Notes. Yeah. I, 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 when I used to order the Field Notes, they, there was always like one of their pens in there. <laughs> Plus, I always, I like, I think I ordered a six pack at one point. Yeah. I did that once until I realized I was wasting money. Like, wow, <laughs> they've really overpriced these when they give them away. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, because I've agreed with you, my last pen on the list is another refillable, and it's one that does not get a lot of love. Um, and technically speaking, I think you could put any Retro 51 on, into this spot, um, but my favorite of the Retro 51s is the Hexamatic. Oh, that thing is so pretty. Yeah, and the reason that I like the Hexamatic so much is because it looks like a two millimeter lead holder. It reminds me of a drafting pencil. Um, and it, it does not use the standard retro 51 refill. It uses, um, the easy, the Schmidt easy, easy flow 9,000, which is a very nice ballpoint ink. It's smooth. And, um, I, some people hate it. Because, of course, there are going to be people who hate something. Um, <laughs> but it has a really nice weight. Um, I like the knurling. It's not overly aggressive. Although I am someone who really, really digs an aggressive knurling. Um, the only thing that I don't like about this pen is where the clip actually sits. The clip sits too low. I like to have my pens sit deeply. So I want, I want maybe just the clicker to poke out of, uh, uh, the top of a notebook. This thing, you've got like, 
let me I've got a I've got a ruler right here. You got an inch almost of space that pokes out above whatever it's clipped to. Uh, and I could slide the clip up a little bit, but then it looks janky and doesn't look right. Um, but I like this pen because it just, it feels cool and you can unscrew it in different places. So it gives you something to fidget with plus click it. Um, so that's, that's a fun pen and it comes in a really, really cool folded up box that kind of unrolls. So, uh, Retro 51, a lot like Baron Fig does really nice stuff with their packaging in my opinion um this is this the one that looks like the rotring 600 that went away and then it came back when this pen came back um it does kind of look like the rotring 600 or does the rotring oh. 600 look like this thing and the the 600 they make a um a lead point a lead holder like you were talking yeah, about yeah yeah looks yeah, wild it's, with that size like whoa this is like a brush yeah it looks almost identical to that except it's in um silver i like silver pens yeah me too um so yeah that is the last pen on my list what's your last pen? Um, my last pen is the no blot 605 <laughs> ink pencil <laughs> because why not i mean it it's you know, it has a name, a trademark name, the Noblot. It has a description, the ink pencil, and then it has a slogan on the back, which is a bottle of ink and a pencil. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure anyone who listens to Stationary Podcasts knows what an indelible pencil is. So, you know, I won't bore you with how poisonous they are. I know they don't make them anymore, but like, this is such a cool pen pencil. Yeah. So, I, I used to write letters with it. And um, address envelopes with it, but of course, if it gets wet, it turns into a giant mess. So yeah. it's really terrible to do an envelope, but it's cool to do a letter to somebody like, "Hey, and I wrote this in indelible pencil. Lick your finger and put it on there." Mm. Whoa! Like, don't lick your finger again, or you might get sick. <laughs> um. So, do you remember Charette? No. So Charette was a um art supply, drafting supply, design supply store here in Massachusetts. They had a bunch of um, stores all over Massachusetts. They probably were still around um, when you were in, in your graduate and PhD program up here. Um, but they went out of business like God, when was it? 2006, 2009? It was, it was, it, it broke my heart. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, and it was when I was still driving back and forth to, I was on the highway all the time and they had a superstore on 95. And in the super, the superstore was like this giant warehouse where they shipped. So they had like a giant charrette catalog. Um, and people like did mail order from them like crazy all through the nineties. They were like a giant company. Um, but the superstore had a company store within it. And from within that superstore, it was like all this weird crap. Sometimes it like, it was like their standard stuff that they sold all the time. And then they had a back room that was weird crap. Um, <laughs> so like there were like weird packages of paper, like all this like strange stuff. Um, and then they had like a really cool clearance section. But when they went out of business, basically everything that they hadn't sold in the warehouse went into their various stores and was sold off. Um, and 
I went in and like I bought reams of paper for a buck. Um, I picked up. Jesus. It was, yeah, like, I got some amazing deals. Um, so, like, they're, like, I got really, really nice reams of paper for a dollar. Um, but I also bought, like, a dozen packs of different kinds of pencils. Um, and it was just sort of, like, weird leftover schmutz that they had around. Um, and, like, I got, I got some Murados that were ancient but they were like a three pence a number three um but one of the things that i picked up was like randomly a box of no blots like oh man really really old no blots like with like the rounded metal cap yep oh that's pretty and i think i've like randomly like gifted them to people and like the they were like not the one that people tend to like. I think they're like the hard version, not the medium or soft. But still, really cool pencil. Um, yeah, they were anyway. so pretty. And I think I paid a dollar for that box of pencils. Oh, man. I think the last time I bought them was from um, Dick Blick in like 2005, back when they called it Dick Blick. Yeah. And they were Sanford, and they were already like a shadow of their former selves. Oh, yeah. And my dozen came with 13 pencils because one was like stamped backwards and it looked like somebody had run it over with a car. <laughs> but so it was like, well, I'll use this one first. There you go. But apparently they used to use them in uh, tattoo sketching because you can draw on wet skin, but like, yeah. you shouldn't draw on wet skin and then shove a needle through it. That's no, bad. Not with that anyway. <laughs> yeah. So apparently modern ones are made with something besides aniline dyes or aniline dyes or however you pronounce it. But, uh, yeah, that's a cool pencil. They are pretty cool. So, let's go into what are the things you hate and dislike about pencil pens. Hmm. See, old erasable Johnny would say everything, but um, <laughs> here on RSVP where things are safe, I really hate gel pens to skip. Mm-hmm. I hate anything that smears. Uh, I don't like pens where the points mush. I really effing hate erasable pens. Even the ones that write nicely, I just don't like them on principle. And I really don't like any pens that need upkeep. Mm. Anything I have to do with them besides write with them. Have you tried the Frixian? Yeah, I really don't like them. Well, it also freaks me out that like heat would destroy them because I radiate heat and I drink a lot of coffee. So I'm like, everything I write will disappear. <laughs> um. So so one of the things – so I kind of like the Frixian pens. They f- like – I feel that they're way overpriced for what they are because kids like them. Um, so that you don't, they're just, they're not that great a pen. They feel nice when you write, but like you erase with heat, but then if you throw it into the freezer, it comes back. Okay. I did not know that part. Yeah. That, so that would be fun to play with, with my children. Be. Yeah. Like you could like write something, heat it up in the microwave and then give it to your kids and then have them like decode the secret message by putting it in the freezer. That could be <laughs> the secret message is keep your voice down. Daddy's reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think uh, some of my um, things overlap with you. Like I really don't like it when pens skip. I get super frustrated. It irritates the crap out of me. And I don't like pens that are overpriced. Like I was just talking about the Frixian. And like, I think that they're super overpriced for what you get. And so that, like, I buy a lot of my gel pens on the clearance rack because they're so much cheaper that way. 
Um, and I don't like a scratchy pen unless they're a dip pen or a fountain pen with a super fine point. Like if I, if it's something for sketching, then I'll tolerate some scratchiness because I like that feedback a little bit. But like, I, like while I like the Uniball Signo DX with the 0.38 tip, I like it. It's gotta, you gotta use it on smooth paper. Cause if you're using it on like barren fig paper, it feels awful. Oh man, that would go right through it. <laughs> yeah, I would mean, like just drive into it. Um, and then there have been a few times where I've gotten like tips on, um, like a gel pen that has like a scratchy feel to it. I don't, uh. I don't like that. I don't like it. It needs to stop. It's not, it's not a, it's not a good sound and it's not a good feeling. So, um, I think, I don't know about you, but I think we have about beaten this topic <laughs> into a pulp. Yeah, you know, the, the people on a podcast about you know, everyday pens that often. Yeah, I think sure. people want to talk about fancy pens. People want to talk about, like, collectible pens. And, you know, I think talking about, like, the pens that you want to use every day um, is not a topic that gets talked about a lot. And he, we here at RSVP, that's, you know, kind of what we do. We, we are... We are the every person's stationary podcast. We do not talk about re- disposable pens or erasable, believe it or not. <laughs> like, never. I'm always waiting for us to do a pen episode, but I don't think any of us has wanted to suggest it because that's like the beginning and the end. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, didn't you do a like episode about the big crystal? Did we? I don't, I you know what? Maybe we did. <laughs> it's all running together. We about the crystal. <laughs> I know we did do a pen episode. It. I wrote a blog post about it once. Like, I got a lot of nice emails about like, oh, I like that pen too. I'm like, yeah, you win like six other billion people. It's a good pen and it's everywhere. Maybe I'm confusing your blog with erasable. I do that sometimes, you know. My, I think, well, I'd say that there's less swearing on erasable, but I cut out all the swearing on my blog too. I do not. And I get, I get comments from well-meaning folks telling me i should swear less because it's not ladylike oh my god i uh, i should i should pair i should rephrase that i they don't tell me it's not ladylike they tell me that they don't want to read it and apparently then my blog is not for them because occasionally i use um not so nice words for poop (laughs) um so um and would they prefer me to just write poop this pen is poop (laughs) That would be funny for like the first couple of times. And then people yeah. would be like, no, I want you to say the other thing again. Yeah. It's like the, um, Veronica Mars reboot. Have you watched that? No, I never saw the the original okay. one. Well, in the, in the reboot, um, on Hulu, because they're also streaming it somewhere else. Um, they're not using certain curse words. So it's, it seems like too much of a riff off the good place. So it was funny for the first episode, and then it's like, ugh, no, guys. <laughs> just have her use the F-bomb, please. That Let's just, do it! It fits. <laughs> if you're really trying to make this, like, and they beat you over the head in the first episode, like, with a whole lot of scenes to say, Veronica is an adult now, and so is everyone else. That, <laughs> like, the fact that they're like, oh, curse word. It's like... Just just say it. It doesn't feel right this way. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, and I think it's time to put a pin in this. And uh, is there another business cliche that I can use? Put a pin in this and move <laughs> forward. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna button this up. I'm gonna button this up and put a pin in it and tie this um, up to Monday. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go into the follow-up and, uh, where you can find us online. Um, so I would like to take a moment to thank everyone who is on the Erasables group and RSVB group on Facebook and who go to our websites and who support us, who interact with us on Twitter and Spectrum and everywhere else and make those two locations the two kindest and gentlest places on the internet. Um, literally the few reasons that I am still on Facebook are erasables and RSVP and one of the fermenting and kombucha groups that I go to. Um, cause I, I have to talk about it. I mean, it's now it's like a running joke. Um, so it's just, it's really nice to get so much support from everyone and to interact in a community that is generally kind and gentle and understanding with one another and, you know, tends to not yuck each other's yum. And I just, I really like that. I like the fact that they are nice places on the internet and we don't really have to do a whole lot of adminning on either group. And that's just nice. It's nice to have a place to go online where people understand your obsession, whether it's no matter what it is. Um, so the best way to support us is to go to that Facebook group, join um, but also share a link to your favorite episode on whatever social media you, you, you use and let people know why you love us and about our podcast. Um, in, you know, I, you can do a review on Apple if you want to. Um, and I suppose that helps as well. So you can find the podcast online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com and Spectrum Chat. Johnny, where can the fine folks find you? Um, you can find me on PencilRevolution.com. You can find me with my two much more handsome co-hosts on Erasable.us, on the Erasable podcast. And you can find me on social media at PencilUtion. All right. Uh, you can find me, Les, at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook and Instagram. Or no, sorry, that's wrong. You can find me, Les, at ComfortableShoesStudio.com. Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. And I'm also on Spectrum. I keep it open and no one's ever there, but I'm there. Um, you can find Dade at WeeklyPencil.com, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. So thank you, Johnny, for being a pencil guy coming on to a Thank uh, you. Random show and talking about pens with me. <laughs> I really appreciate having this chat. That's just super fun. I I really I, you know what? Every time we chat, I have a great time. So um this was awesome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>